Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially independent. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and start to live the life they truly desire. Get ready to be uncomfortable. It's not easy to unpack our thoughts and behaviors, but we will learn so much about ourselves in the process. I'm super excited for you to join me on this journey. Let's do this. Hi, you guys. Welcome to today's episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. Today on the show, I'm sharing my just delightful conversation with Laura Brandeo. Laura is such an amazing person. I'm going to share with you her background in a minute, which is just beyond impressive. But before that, I want to mention just how incredibly lovely and down to earth and inspiring she is. Despite all of her amazing accomplishments, she's just so open and willing to share her real story and and talk about the stuff that really matters. Laura is a self-made businesswoman who built a national mortgage company during the mortgage crisis back in 2008. She's also a keynote speaker, a podcast host, a blogger, and a best-selling author. What started as a personal challenge, her Say Yes Every Day daily blog has just exploded into a mindset movement that's inspiring the nation, which is just aching for positivity. And I could not agree more with that. In our conversation, We talk about imposter syndrome and how to move through fears, mindset, and how what we're telling ourselves is keeping us small, the power of having a five-year plan, being open to saying yes and understanding the difference that it can make in your life, why women need to support other women, the concept of just fully embracing our own worth, why it's actually okay to say that you're not okay, and guilt and why it just isn't serving us. This is such a a great conversation. I really think you guys will enjoy it. You can follow Laura on her website, laurabrandeo.com, and also check out her own podcast, um, which is called Positively Charged Biz. I hope you all enjoy. Here we go. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it is truly my pleasure. I can't wait to dive in, Megan. (laughs) Thank you. Me too. So I want to start um, by having you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your mission in the world. Well, I'll take you all the way back of how I came into the mortgage industry. I came into the mortgage industry when I was very, very young. I was a young mom and we made the decision that my husband would go to work and I would stay home. And I was kind of bored out of my mind Mm -hmm. and I needed to do something in the evening. So I would stay at home with my young son and then I would go and I would get on the phone. And I would speak to people about their mortgages. I absolutely fell in love with it. And Mm. for the next five years, I was quickly promoted. Over the next five years, I ran that entire marketing company. And I had hundreds of people on the phone in a sales capacity, helping people to obtain mortgages. 
Well, then I had a second son that my that one son went to um, school. And so I got into the mortgage industry and I just could not get enough of it. The fact of being able to change people's lives by making them homeowners and to be able to counsel them on the best way for them to manage their finances and work with them to bring families home, it was just so empowering to me. But now, leading up to this time, we're at the time of the mortgage crash during yes. the subprime crisis, okay? Yes. So here I am, I'm a mom, me and my husband, we have our house, our kids, you know, here we have mortgage of our own. And I work for a company that I am not sure is going to survive the mortgage crisis. And scary. I had a decision to make, very scary, okay? <laughs> very scary. And of course the whole economy, we didn't know what was going to happen. So it wasn't just right. the mortgage industry, it was right. the economy as a whole. Well, I had an opportunity that I had a friend of mine that knew a company that was looking to open a wholesale division. Now, what that means is that's business to business. So that's doing business with other mortgage companies. Okay. Now you have to picture this time. People were going out of business. There was probably anywhere from 20 to 30 mortgage companies a day going out of business. And here I am given an opportunity to start a company, okay? Mm -hmm. The opportunity was no salary, no benefits, zero base, 100% commission, but I had the ability to start it my way. I could hire anyone I wanted. I could go in any direction strategically. And I said yes to that moment in time. And that day when I arrived, the very first day, I went back to my roots. I picked up the phone and I started just cold calling mortgage companies saying, hey, I'm Laura Brandeo at AFR and I have this to offer you. Within the first year, I was doing $100 million in mortgage loans a month. And oh I grew this company within a few years to be the fourth largest wholesale FHA lender in the country. I was then asked to become a partner of the company, which now I am a partner. I am the first woman president of this company. And bottom line, it came down to putting an investment and belief in myself that I could grow this, going back to my roots of just, I wasn't afraid of the phone. I wasn't afraid to reach out. And step by step, I invested in myself and my company to grow something that could leave a legacy. Now, all of this is going wonderful, but in 2018, something changed in our industry. It was a word called margin compression. So what that means is that although I could be closing the same amount of loans, we were making a very small percentage on each of those because the margins compressed, okay? So all of a sudden, here I am, uh, you know, at the top of this company, and I had to quickly figure out how was I going to double my volume? What could I do all of a sudden to be able to make that change? And I received a phone call one day at the beginning of 2018. It was a gentleman putting together a mortgage conference. And he said, Laura, I would love for you to come and speak on a stage. Now, my first thought was, 
mortgage companies are going to be there and I have an opportunity to make more sales. So I said, yes. But Megan, what you need to understand is although I had been in the industry for many years at that time, I never left my office. I never went to mortgage conferences. No one in the industry knew who I was. My company knew who I was. That was where I was working 15 hours every day. Yeah. No one outside. But in 18, I did that. And everything changed, Megan, because the day I got up on that stage, I had a line of women waiting to speak to me after I got off to say, Laura, we're not used to seeing a woman mortgage executive up on the stage. Thank you. And at that moment, I decided to change my thinking, start saying yes to all these opportunities to get myself out there. Because I realized that once I started representing, I was making the opening for all the other women to come behind me and I could pull them forward. That's such an incredible story. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I, 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 there's so many things that have come up for me as you were talking and, and I, I, if you could just bear with me for a second, I, I just have a couple of questions. Like what, it's just, it seems like you went from, you know, mom, right. With a little baby to just president of a company. Like what, what, fears came up for you? What challenges did you have? Did you have, you know, imposter syndrome is a big one that, that comes um, to my mind. And I, I think I struggle with it every day. And so I guess, can you just I, I, um, humor me a little bit and, and help me to understand how you uh, want to say get over because nobody gets over this stuff, but how you move through those fears and resistance as they come up along the way. So I, it's funny, I didn't know that word imposter syndrome until 2019 when I was putting together a women's event. I had a panelist that used that term and I was like, I don't know what imposter syndrome is. And I actually had a guest on my podcast that went through imposter syndrome because I'm like, I, this is a real thing. My whole thinking, and it's funny, Megan, we were speaking a little bit about this before we went live. My whole life, you just said it, right? I married my high school sweetheart. I have been with my husband since I was 17 years old. I had that baby at 19. So mm. I was very, very young when I became a mom. My whole life was always taking care of others, whether it was the baby, whether it was my husband, whether it was my parents, whether, whether it was my team. I have been taking care of teams since my first promotion, I was 21. I became a manager at 21 and I've just gone up from there. So it was always how to take care of others. So in terms of imposter syndrome or fears, in my mind, and this is kind of just, you know, my mindset, I always put others first. And I always think about, I don't have time to be afraid. I don't have any, any room in my mind to be fearful because I have no choice. I have a team to take care of. I have a company to run. I have kids to send to college without any debt. I have things that need to happen because I'm taking care of them. And I guess in my mind, there's always room for fear, but I don't allow fear in because I put others first. And I think about that long-term plan. You know what? It's so funny. Um, you just said something that really resonates with me. I, I heard 
through um, a, a course that I was taking one, at one point that perfectionism and fear is all just resistance. It's all it just is. our own. It's, it's, it's selfish, honestly. It is. It's, it's our own ways of just, you know, not thinking about, uh, th- of thinking about ourselves and not thinking about giving to, uh, to those around us. And I, I, when I heard that, I thought, wow, that's kind of really spot on. Um, it is. When you think about it, because, you know, who are we, who are we to, to, you know, nobody's perfect. So who are we to expect that from us? Why can't we focus that energy and attention on something else that matters to us and what really matters? What, you know, let's get clear on what does really matter to us. That's exactly. That's our family. I have two boys as well. Mine are very little five and almost three. And yeah, I mean, they are my priorities, not, you know, did I, did I screw up today at work? Right. Um, So it's really, it's a, it's really helpful when you think about it in that way. Um, And as women, it ties in nicely to us because our minds automatically go to others, right? We always, we always put ourselves at the bottom of the list, but I've learned that by putting others first, I lift up. I'm, I rise with every time I, you know, I use the example of sending my kids to college debt-free, right? I mean, to this day, I'm like, I sent two kids to private university debt-free. Congratulations, great mom. Job. <laughs> it's a great job, right? That is what that is what everybody strives for, I think. I mean, that is the ultimate, you know, American dream. That's the goal. Exactly. To be able to do that. And that's incredible. And that that you deserve a, a more than a pat on the back for being right, but think of but Megan, I started as a call center telemarketer at 19 making cold calls and then was able to accomplish that. Now, if you really look at that, you would be like, there is not a chance in the universe that someone that is doing that can possibly get here. And I'm here to tell you that's wrong. That is the wrong thinking because no matter where you are today, you can start to make the change for whatever that future is that you want. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, I, one of the things I, I just started doing is I've been doing some coaching for some people and I'm enjoying it because again, I love to do things that challenge me. I love to, Oh, that's what say yes is about. Say yes is going into situations, being open and, and trying new things. And the way that I do my coaching sessions is I actually say, Megan, it's 2026. Tell me what's going on in your life. And then you'll say to me, well, my kids are, you know, 10 and eight, right? So my boys are 10 and eight. And I'm like, oh, that's great. What, what are they doing in school? What are they, you know, are they on any sports teams? What are they doing? Right. And then you'll tell me, oh, well, my little one loves soccer and my oldest one loves baseball, whatever. Right. And then I'll say, okay, what's going on at work? What, what are you working on right now? And you'll be like, you know, whatever you tell me. And then I say, okay, Megan, that's great. The boys are having fun. They're in the, They're doing great in school. They're doing their sports. You've got all these clients. This is what you're doing. Now, Megan, tell me, what did you do in 2021? What changes did you make in 2021? Because this life you have in 26 is incredible. What did you do? 
And then all of a sudden people stop and they're like, oh, well, I guess my approach to how I'm going after my clients, I didn't focus on this anymore. I focused on that. And how I'm marketing to my clients is a little different and I'm fine tuning this and, and I'm tweaking my podcast to go bigger, right? Because you told me in 2026, your podcast is one of the most downloaded podcasts in the United States. So what did you do? If we all look at our lives that way, what does the vision look like? One year, two year, five year, 10 year. What does it look like? Because what you're doing today determines that. That's how I've lived my entire life. Yeah. I told you, I already know what 10 years from now looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm crystal clear in what it looks like. And every single thing I do right now is one step closer to that. I love that. I love that perspective. Um, that's just such a great way because there's so many of us that I think just go through the motions and just wake up, you know, we're busy. We're, we're, this is a crazy world, right? We're, you know, whether you're a parent or you're not, we're in, we're living in crazy times. And, and how many of us just, just wake up and kind of just trudge through the day. Until I survived day. another day, right? I made it through. Right, right. So I think um, I, I'd love to have you talk a little bit more about what Say Yes is. And um, I know it started as a personal challenge for you, and then it, and it, it, it became a blog. Now it's a book. Um, I'd love to dive into this a little bit more and, and, and talk more about you know, the, your intention and what message you want to deliver to women with that. Yes. So Say Yes started with me getting up on that stage. And when those women came up to me, I realized that once again, I do things for other people, right? So once again, I'm like, okay. If people want to hear my voice, I'm going to use my voice to help other people. So I started to open myself up to saying yes to every day, almost like a game. When I wake up in the morning, I look at every day as an adventure. I say, okay, what am I saying yes to right now? But here's the biggest component of it. Saying yes, and it doesn't mean you necessarily say yes to everything, but it's being open to the day and going into it with no preconceived notions or expectations. See, Megan, one of the reasons why we humans get tripped up sometimes is because we think, oh, if I get this new client, then that new client will turn to this. And, or if I go on this podcast, someone's going to find me and they're going to offer me this. Or if I start this podcast, I'm going to have a thousand downloads in the first day. And then when that doesn't happen, we give up, we stop, but that's not what saying yes every day does. Saying yes every day is actually going into it and just enjoying that moment and realizing a ripple is happening. Now that ripple- In, in, baby, steps. in baby, baby steps. I was just baby steps. Because we think that we're going to go from zero to a hundred, you know, right away. But Correct. we forget that there's this messy middle. Right. And there's, there's all these little tiny steps to success. It's not one giant. Never, never, but we give up and we shut ourselves out and we think, Oh, I tried. 
I tried to do that and look, I didn't get a thousand downloads. So now I guess no one really wants to hear me, but you're wrong because there could be a woman out there right now that needed to hear something that we said that could be life changing. Mm -hmm. And that's what say yes every day is. And you're right. It started as I just started saying yes to things. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself. So I made a daily blog. And then when 2020 came and I was stuck at home, not going to an office, I said, you know what? Why would I not turn it into a book? Why would I not keep it going? And I keep challenging myself every single day to just be open to that experience because I never know and you never know what a difference you made today by saying yes to that one item. And we all have the ability. Saying yes could be, um, it could be just being open to a stranger. It could be just sharing your insights. It could be shutting off your phone and being with your family. Right, right. Stop and smelling the flowers. And, you know, I think we, in this, you know, I'm very in tune into um, kind of mom culture and, and, all this stuff that's like expectations that are on us in the world right now. And, um, and this concept of self-care is so um, trendy, I guess. And so I think one of the things that, that comes with that is, is boundaries, right? And with boundaries, it's all about saying no to things. Mm -hmm. But what I think people don't realize, you know, so, oh, you know, a friend wants you to go, whatever, go out to dinner, but you don't feel like it. You don't want to. So I'm going to say no. But I think if we can sort of shift that a little bit instead of saying no to saying yes because what you are saying no to is when you when you are saying no to something you are also therefore saying yes to something else and that's I think true. that's what people forget about so this concept of self-care is not about saying no it's about saying yes it's about it's about yeah doing tuning into yourself and and thinking about what you want to do, but saying yes to something. And, and I think your whole message is saying yes to something new and different and something that might be a little bit scary for you, right. right? Because how, what you never know what, what doors that could open and what opportunities come from that. That is, but going into it again, not necessarily expecting things. I mean, I have to tell you, Megan, like right now, just so you know, okay. I'm now I have two magazine columns, right? Like I've never, before 2019, I never wrote anything. Since 2019, I have two best-selling books. I now have two magazine uh, articles, right? That I write in monthly. Like I never wrote before. <laughs> like the, I'm, I'm in the mortgage business. That's not something I ever did comfortably, but I challenged myself. And the way that I did it, like my, what I write about now, I spotlight other women. See, Megan, I told you, I realized not every woman has the ability or the confidence to put themselves out there. So I realized again, if someone's going to give me a magazine column, you know what I'm gonna use it for? I'm gonna spotlight other women. It's not about me. I never mentioned, but you know what? If you wanna, if you wanna say Laura Brandeo is worthy of having a magazine column, wonderful. I'm gonna use it to spotlight others. I have two podcasts right now where one of them is called the leading ladies of mortgage and real estate. Again, spotlighting women. I mean, anything I can do 
to spotlight women and put them in the front. Women that they tell me, Laura, I don't have confidence like you. Do you think confidence just magically appears? Confidence comes from putting yourself out there and then, you know, being in my magazine, then people say, oh my God, Megan, Megan, you're wonderful. Megan, you're, you're fabulous. I never realized this story. Then you have confidence, right? And then all of a sudden you go and do the next thing and your confidence goes up again. And then you do the next thing. We have to be there for each other to build our confidence up. You don't go to the store and purchase confidence off the shelf. Yeah. Together we can build each other's confidence. I I love everything that you just said. And it's it, it segues like perfectly. I mean, I was just going to ask you, you know, you have you were named one of the most influential businesswomen to follow in 2021 among many other awards. I'm staring at you right now and you've got all these beautiful plaques and, and, and framed awards behind you. It's just a, such an amazing honor. And we all know that women need to support other women to accomplish big things, which has been especially challenging in the current environment, right? In COVID times where women have essentially taken a step backwards, many of them, and you, know, you see the trends and the numbers and are leaving the workforce because of the responsibilities at home have just, been you know almost too much to handle sometimes especially if you've got little ones in school so what is your take on this and how have you been able to you know motivate and inspire you said you're, you you you'd have um, a coaching practice that you're doing now so how have you been able to 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 motivate and inspire other women and um and give back and support in that way yeah and that you mentioned about what's my mission now. That is my mission now because I in in 2018 when that first hit me in the face, I didn't realize that I had the ability to help other women. I you know, you get caught COVID is so applicable to how we think because we kind of all lived in this bubble, right? During 2020 oh, and yeah. hopefully we're slowly coming out of that. But I think women we, we live in that bubble all the time, regardless of what's going on on the outside, because we're, we're in our own mind and our own perspective. And we think that that is our reality, which it is our reality. But the only way that we can get out into believing in ourselves and not having imposter syndrome and gaining that confidence and that worth is by getting outside of that. And we have to help each other. It's not an easy thing. I mean, I'll give you an example. I was interviewing, uh, no, I was coaching a young lady, okay? And when I was coaching her, I said, you know what? I would love to share your story in one of the magazines. And she said, Laura, I don't think I'm worthy. Mm. It, it hit me. She yeah. didn't think she was worthy to be interviewed. In her mind, she thought that people would say her story's not interesting or she hasn't won awards or she, how do you think we all get there? We start at one point and together we can move forward, but it's what we're telling ourselves in our own mind. Every time she says she's not worthy, She's believing it more and more. So how can we help each other? Number one, it starts with you. 
It starts with your mindset. What are you telling yourself? Because you, listen, yes, we're fabulous moms. We're fabulous wives and we're fabulous daughters and team leaders and, and managers and all these other things. But we're also unapologetic Laura. You're unapologetic Megan. You're not just the labels and the badges that you wear with being mom and being wife and being business owner, whoever you are. You have to be Megan first. Yeah. And you have to believe in yourself and be unapologetic to, to be the best you possible. It starts with you before anyone else can help you. You are, I feel like the timing of this is just so perfect for, for um, where I'm at. I just did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago on um, women and knowing our worth. And it came off the heels of Mother's Day for me. And, you know, I kind of have always struggled with Mother's Day a lot. And I think that's because deep down, I inherently don't think that I am anything more than an ordinary mom. I don't think I'm anything great that needs to be celebrated. And, and it's all because, and I dissected this belief uh, when I, when I was, um, you know, live on the call, I dissected this belief that, that I am not worth it that I am just okay. And it's, it's just incredible to me how, you know, I, I say I'm sharing the story and being vulnerable with my audience because I, I and you just totally, um, you know, hit the nail on the head that other people feel this way too. Yeah. So if we can't, you know, feel good and, and worthy of the, of just who we yeah. are in the world, right? Of just us and, be, and being, being out there in the you world. You alone. And, not then you how, as a label, you alone. Yeah, then, then exactly. Then, then if we can't do that, then how are we expected to, to have, feel any purpose as we move through the day? How are we expected to be happy, right? How are we, it's just, it's all about that fulfillment and, and, um, and it's, it all comes down to those underlying beliefs that are That's there. Right. So, um, I would love to talk a little bit more about thoughts and mindsets and um, just, you know, pick your brain a little bit on sort of how, how some of the, these small shifts that you've talked about in your book and, you know, through your, um, through the, the say yes um, process, how they can really make a difference in our lives. And, and that all sort of leads into empowerment, empowerment, you know, I, when you think of empowerment, you think of empowerment towards other women women empowering other women, but we need to empower ourselves also. So I'd love to hear your take on that. Everything starts with mindset. How you view the world and how you view yourself will determine everything that happens after that, okay? I will tell you myself, I do not watch television. I do not watch the news. Anything that has a negative feel to it is cut out. Like I will not put myself in that situation, okay? Because I believe that if I let myself get into that thinking, it spirals, it just grows. And you, your perspective turns into a negative way. So the way that I start my day, right from moment I wake up in the morning, as soon as I jump out of the shower, first thing I do is put my AirPods in and this is positive affirmations. 
every single day, does not matter what, what year, what day, what month, positive affirmations in my ear. Because the first thing I want to do is hear how absolutely awesome I am, because I am, because today I'm going to change the world with the people that I'm going to affect. And so are you. You mm. have that. You have two children that you are changing their worlds every single day. But we have to invest in ourselves to keep that mindset positive. So I start with my affirmations. I get up very early because that's like my time. That's my me time, right? The rest oh, of the day, oh, really? I, I get up about 3.30 in the morning. Whoa, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I go to sleep early. Um, but I get up very early because that's my me time when I do those types of things. And then I start work by six o'clock. You know, I'm, I'm working. So I've just learned that feeding myself with positive affirmations, um, lots of, I love YouTube videos, podcasts, things where I'm a constant forever learner. I am addicted, I'll admit it, I'm addicted to TED Talks. I mm -hmm. absolutely love TED Talks. Me too. <laughs> yes. Anything inspirational, anything, yes. I love it. Yes, so I know that I need to invest in myself to give myself that time. If I'm gonna go for a walk in the park, I'm going to be listening to my favorite music or inspirational, positive, or just, hey, I wanna learn about quantum physics today, okay? Let's Google quantum physics and learn about it, right? Mm -hmm. Anything I can do to keep my mind constantly in a positive way, that's where it starts. The actual empowerment side, I think we've come a long way and I, part of this was because of COVID, where I think we have opened up our vulnerability. I think we have realized that it's okay to say, I'm not okay. I think that's a plus that we've come out of this situation with. And you don't always have to put out to the world, everything is okay, because some days maybe you just don't feel that way. And that's okay. And part of empowerment and part of pulling people forward is sometimes not, we don't have to fix. We are not here to fix anyone. We are here to listen. We are here to understand. We are there to be there for other people. And I believe that doing that and just allowing people to be their best selves, because every single one of us has superpowers inside of us. We were born with a special gift. But most of the time as humans, we surpass, we suppress everything because we believe nothing special here. I'm, I'm just the average human. I disagree. Because you were born with something special that once you allow that to be out and shared with others, that's where your empowerment comes in. If you look at Henry Ford, right? I, I just watched an interesting thing about Henry Ford. Do you know he only had a, a couple of years of education? He didn't even, I think it was like third grade or something, right? And at one point when he was very successful, one of the magazines or newspapers said, there is no way that this man built this company. He had to have done this all, you know, it, it can't be right because he's illiterate. Well, he put together, he actually went on trial and sued them for libel, but he came out because he said, you don't have to be the best at everything. You just have to surround yourself 
with a group of people that are great at all the different things. That's what empowerment is. That's mm -hmm. where we lift up. We don't have to always have the right answer. We don't always have to be number one in every category. All you have to do is lean into your gifts and surround yourself with other people that can lift you up in those other categories. Well, and what that does is it eliminates this concept of competition, yeah, right? And, that's and right. I feel like that is such an overarching, you know, concept or theme that just people see, you know, like we, we compare ourselves, I mean, all the time, literally to our friends, to other moms, to our coworkers, to, you know, to everybody. And I think, I think that whole concept of, you know, you just don't, you can't, you don't know what's going on in their world. Right. So, you know, and you how, know, that highlight reel on social media is a highlight reel. Yes. Oh, I talk about social media a lot on the show too. I mean, it's, it, and because it really can be, we, we live in this culture now where it, it just fosters competition. It just, it just makes people feel badly because they're not doing what the family next door is doing. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's really, it's even harder nowadays to keep up with the Joneses because now the Joneses are everywhere, right? Before it used to just be in your local neighborhood. Right. Yeah. I did an episode on that too. I mean, now it's literally, you're keeping up with not just the family next door. You're keeping up with all of everybody in, in your social network, right? Plus yeah. all these, um, these, um, you know, uh, influencers and all, all these people that you're, that, that just become, you know, social media, um, and just have this huge presence, right? So you're comparing yourself to them when you have no idea what's going on in their world too. So I think that really just, just um, adds as another element of kind of stress for us and, and, Very much and, so. overwhelm. and when you like piece it down and you really break it down to like the raw elements, like it doesn't have to be there. It doesn't, it's, I mean, that's all in our heads. That's a component that we're making up if you think mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough. And it's interesting. I, I, I just had a conversation about this with a team member that I was saying that when I built my company, I would speak about that bubble again. I was so laser focused. Number one, I worked my tail off. So I had no time to know what anyone else was doing because all I could do was zero in and focus on building my company. That was probably one of the best things that could have happened because I wasn't worried of anything else that was going on because number one, I didn't have time. Number two, I, I just... It didn't matter. What did it matter what other people were doing? All that mattered was what I was doing and the decisions I was making for my company. The same thing with, with your family, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, I can't even tell you. I'll, I'll never forget one thing that really hit me. I had a woman's summit. It, it was actually two weeks before shutdown in March of 2020. And I had a woman's summit. And I, we had a panel discussion as part of the summit. And we had a bunch of young moms up there, right? So we had all, you know, professional women, top level people, all up there and they all had little kids and I'm sitting in the back of the room listening to them and they started speaking about guilt they started speaking about how guilty they feel that if a client calls and they they take a, a call in the car or during dinner or you know maybe at the soccer game or things like that and they feel so guilty and I it was going on for so long at one point I had to just stand up and speak 
because because these poor women, these four successful women are beating themselves up, feeling terrible, thinking they're ruining their children. And I stood up and I said, I have to step in here. I said, because I'm going to fast forward your lives to my children, that one of them now works for me. And one of them is in the mortgage industry at another company running a technology division. And I said, guys, I'm going to tell you, fast forward your lives, you know, 15 years. And now you're looking at me. And I can tell you that I have probably one of the best, best relationships with my boys, because not only do they respect the fact of how hardworking their mother was and the work ethic that they saw and how I was able to be a, a mom and a business owner and take care of all these families that they now have invested their lives after college to come into my industry and try to replicate it. And now I can have conversations about work with my grown children. There's no guilt here. You guys are showing them. You're being the leaders. And if you ask them how they feel, they are probably so proud of their hardworking, successful moms, and you will reap that reward in about 15 years. That's incredible. And you know what? I mean, what do you, what do you think you're missing out on too? You know, we feel guilty because we're not, you know, with them 24 hours a day, but what are we missing? Right? Like they're, they're good. They love being at, my kids are in, um, are in preschool and so like, but they're, they're good there. They're socialized. They're happy. Like, I don't need to feel guilty for anything. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a juggle. It's always a juggle, you know, when they come home and just having to, everything is, everything is work at home now and stuff. So it's just a, there, it's hard to have any kind of clear delineation between home and work, but even still, I mean, they see mom at work all the time and I want them to see that. I want them to see that mom's working really hard. And I talk to my, my older son all the time you know, when we, if we're at a store or something and he's like, mom, you know, we're at Target, mom, can I have a toy or whatever? And I'm just like, did you bring your, 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 um, your piggy bank? Did you bring your money? And he was like, no, no, I didn't. And I'm like, well, you know, like mom has to work really hard. So for, for this, so I want him to know that, you know, that this isn't all this stuff isn't just given to you. And it's just, it's just lessons that I think is important for kids, even at a young age to a hundred percent. We work really hard for everything that we have. And so mm-hmm. we can't just take that for granted. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I think I think that's such a great story that, that you shared. So as we kind of think about wrapping up, if you could leave the, the listeners with one piece of advice, I would love to hear what that would be for you. It really has to come down with loving yourself first you cannot give away something you don't have. So it all starts with you loving yourself, whatever that means to you, whatever you need to do. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm someone that I get my best inspirations from a walk in the park or a pedicure. I just know that's who I am, right? I learned that. I didn't know that. You know, 15 years ago, I probably would have said that's nonsense. I, I have to work more. I, I can't take the time to, to do that. Actually, I'm wrong. I was 100% wrong with that because I needed that time for myself to reflect and to think. And I didn't have to feel guilty for giving myself that time. 
So the biggest thing is you have to recognize whatever that means to you, whether it's the massage or the bubble bath or the pedicure, or the walk in the park or the, the weekend with your friends, whatever it is, or the, you have just, to love yourself first. The space, just the space to, to take deep breaths, to just say, hey, I'm going to go just, you know, take go to Target for 10 minutes or go whatever to Target. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, it doesn't have yep. to be, it doesn't have to be a big thing. I mean, pe- I say, you know, it's, it's kind of the joke that self-care is, is pedicures and bubble baths, but sometimes you don't have that luxury or you don't yep. have that ability, right? When you've got little kids. So it very well could just be, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to eat healthy today. I'm That's not right. Gonna, right. It's something as little as that. And, and I think we, I, I want to, you know, take care of myself in a very basic way today you know, something like that. I think it could be. That's just one example of of how that all ties in. Yeah. But start with yourself because you can't give away what you don't have. You have to love yourself and you have to cut yourself some slack and give yourself some grace because it really does start with you. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Laura. Can you please um, tell everyone how they can find you in the the world? Absolutely. So my website is laurabrandeo.com. So please feel free, connect to me on social media. I'd love to meet new people. I'd love to support and see positive things that are happening in the world. And like I said, to keep up with me and different things I'm working on, my website, laurabrandeo.com. Thank you so much, Laura. You've been, you've certainly inspired me and I know that you do so for those listening as well. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.